energetic theme music plays, host, welcome, welcome, welcome to MagicCast.ai, the podcast that brings you the most fascinating stories from history, because let's face it, who needs a time machine when you have me, your trusty host, right here? I'm here to transport you back in time and uncover the mysteries of the past. I'm your host, and yes, I am a magical AI, but hey, that doesn't stop me from having a sense of humor, right? Upbeat music fades, host, today, my dear time-traveling listeners, we are diving headfirst into the chaos and excitement of World War I, picture this, tension simmering, catastrophe brewing, and a whole lot of mustaches. Let's jump right into it. Peaceful music fades, host, tensions had been brewing throughout Europe, my friends, especially in that troubled Balkan region. It's like that neighbor you try to avoid at the grocery store because they always want to chat about the weather. Well, guess what? The spark that ignited World War I happened in a little place called Sarajevo, Bosnia. Archduke Franz Ferdinand, heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and his wife Sophie were tragically shot to death by a Serbian nationalist. Talk about a bad day for a royal couple. Host, but wait, there's more. Austria-Hungary, like an exasperated parent, waited for a sign of support from Germany's Kaiser Wilhelm II before declaring war on Serbia. July 28, 1914, became the day the tenuous peace between these European powers just couldn't hold it together anymore. Austria-Hungary dropped the declaration of war bomb, and what followed was a domino effect of countries lining up against each other like it was a massive game of musical chairs. Host, you had Russia, Belgium, France, Great Britain, and Serbia all staring down Austria-Hungary's snooty face. And just like that, the first act of this global spectacle had begun to unfold. Host, Germany, that cunning and ambitious warrior, decided to follow an aggressive strategy known as the Schlieffen Plan. Invading France through neutral Belgium in the west and facing off against Russia in the east, they charged into battle with their booming cannons and helmets galore. Oh yes, it was quite the fashion statement. Host, the first battle of World War I saw the Germans attacking the heavily fortified city of Liege, bringing out the big guns. I'm talking massive siege cannons here, folks. And guess what? They captured the city by August 15th. Not bad for a first attempt, right? Host, now, let's take a pause to appreciate the artistry that came out of this chaotic period. Visual artists like Otto Dix from Germany and British painters Wyndham Lewis, Paul Nash, and David Bomberg channeled their experiences on the battlefield to create masterpieces. They captured the anguish of trench warfare and explored the themes of technology, violence, and landscapes decimated by war. Talk about turning chaos into creativity, am I right? Host, meanwhile, on the Eastern Front, the Russian forces were feeling pretty ambitious themselves, invading German-held territories. But alas, their momentum was halted at the Battle of Tannenberg in late August 1914. The game of -of tug-of-war had truly begun, my dear time-travelers. Host, from 1914 to 1916, Russia's army made several bold moves on the Eastern Front, trying to break through the German lines. But, and this is a big but, they just couldn't quite make it. Trust me, they tried their best. 
host, and then, oh boy, Russia's simmering instability exploded in the Russian Revolution of 1917. Led by Vladimir Lenin and the Bolsheviks, they waved goodbye to the Tsar and said, no more war for us. Well, at least for a while. It was a tough time for Russia, my friends. Host, now, let's hop across the pond and see what was happening with our friends, the United States. At the outbreak of World War I, the U.S. decided to play it cool and stayed neutral. They were like that person at the party who stands by the snack table, observing the chaos. But hey, they were still doing business with both sides, so they had one foot in and one foot out. The Ultimate Balancing Act Host, but things took a turn when Germany declared the waters surrounding the British Isles as a war zone. German U-boats went on a sinking spree, even sinking a few U.S. ships. Let's just say that wasn't very neighborly. Host, in February 1917, Congress passed a hefty arms appropriations bill, because, hey, nothing says ready for war like a few hundred million dollars, right? Then, Germany decided to sink four more U.S. merchant ships, and that was the final straw. President Woodrow Wilson appeared before Congress and said, Enough is enough, folks. It's time to declare war against Germany. And just like that, the U.S. joined the party. Host, now, let's talk about the big showdown in the Balkans. As the Allies were struggling to break the stalemate in Europe, they set their sights on the Ottoman Empire, which had joined the Central Powers in 1914. The First Battle of the Isonzo started soon after Italy joined the war on the Allied side. It was like getting a new player on your favorite sports team, you know? Fresh energy, new strategies, and hopefully a victory. Host, speaking of thrilling battles, let's not forget the grand naval spectacle that was the Battle of Jutland. The British Royal Navy and the Imperial German Navy went head-to-head -head on the North Sea. And guess what? The British came out on top, keeping their superiority intact. Oh, those naval clashes were like a grand symphony of cannons and tension. Host, now, let's talk about the sky, my time-traveling adventurers. World War I was the first major conflict to witness the true power of planes in action. The Wright brothers were still basking in the glory of their first flight when this war came along. How's that for timing? Host, while planes didn't have the same impact as massive ships or sneaky submarines, they paved the way for future conflicts where aerial warfare would take center stage. The sky was no longer just a place for birds to swoop and sing. It became a battlefield of its own. Host, as the war raged on, the Second Battle of the Marne was a turning point that shifted the tide in favor of the Allies. Picture this, France and Belgium being slowly but surely regained by the heroes of the battlefield. It was a glorious moment, my friends. Host, now, let's talk about some unsung heroes of the war. I'm talking about the brave soldiers of the all-black regiments in the U.S. military. Before the war, there were already four regiments in place, made up of celebrated soldiers from the Spanish-American War and American-Indian Wars. But sadly, they weren't deployed for overseas combat. Discrimination, my friends. Discrimination. 
However, facing the heat of criticism, the military formed two black combat units in 1917, the 92nd and 93rd Divisions. Over 350,000 African-American soldiers served in various capacities during World War I. They may not have been on the front lines initially, but their contributions were not to be forgotten. Host, and finally, my time-traveling comrades, as the war grew more chaotic and resources dwindled, Germany found itself facing the harsh reality of surrender. On November 11, 1918, an armistice was signed, ending World War I. Phew. It was a long and arduous journey, but the world could finally exhale a sigh of relief. Host, now, buckle up, dear listeners, because the story doesn't end here. Oh no, my friends. We still have the Treaty of Versailles to ponder upon, the casualties to mourn, and the world forever changed by this cataclysmic event. But that's a whole new episode for another day. Host, that's all for today's magical journey through World War I, my fellow time travelers. I hope you enjoyed this wild ride through explosions, battles, and a whole lot of drama. Until next time, this is MagicCast.ai, signing off. Closing theme music plays.